Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm joined by Dennis Cromantine Marsh. Dennis, can I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Hi, Suze. My name is Dennis Cromantine Marsh. I'm a director consultant with PMI. I've worked with PMI for the last 16 years. And in that time, I've had the pleasure of a variety of roles starting as product development, which means all the things that we deliver to our clients in product services, and then into the consulting side of the business. And uh, I'm also head of data analytics and insights, which means how do we tell stories with data to to gain insights and therefore uh, tell make good decisions uh, with the organization. Brilliant. So this is going to suit you just fine because this is all about insights. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're going to talk about Gemba Walks. So what I'd like to do first of all, Dennis, is I wonder if you could just explain why you've chosen Gemba Walks. So in the hundreds of projects that I have coached, supported and certified, the one thing that I notice consistently is where people have done a proper Gemba Walk or not, and therefore the quality of what they were able to discover and therefore to improve. And personally, uh, one of the most joyful bits when I run a project is to actually do those Gemba walks. And the insights that you gain from those Gemba walks is just occasionally mind-blowing, but always insightful. Fantastic. So describe a joyful Gemba walk to me then. Oh, a joyful one. Well, a joyful one always starts with setting it up initially with the, with the client. And, and first of all, what does Gemba walk mean, of course? And so a Gemba walk is where you go to the real place where the real work is happening, uh, which could be a virtual environment. So it could be on, on Teams where people are using software systems. It could be also a remote observation, again, through the power of typically uh, a video. And it could also be, of course, sort of physical presence at the place of work, especially when it's in a field. And with field, I mean a, a place outside the office where people are conducting their business, their processes. So the Gemba Walk, therefore, it's about what you see, what you hear, what you learn, what do you observe, and more importantly, the things that you see, hear, smell even, or sense. You go, hey, that's a bit unusual. I wonder why. So it's literally about finding out what's going on, but also what's not going on. So those two elements. So a joyful Gamba walk always starts with introducing it to the client and say, right, we're going to do this for the purpose of learning. It's not for punishment. It's not for reward. It's for the purpose of learning. However, if I see something that's illegal, immoral, unethical, anything that contravenes also the business in terms of health and safety, then I will raise it as a matter of concern. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I will not intervene, but let the process continue. Mm-hmm. You talk about it being observed and for learning. Presumably, there is also a chance to talk to the person that's doing the work when you know as they're actually doing it. 
to gain insight? Of course. And um, I want to stress the importance of doing that. It's about engaging with the people, with the process operators in a hostile free way. Mm -hmm. It's about building a professional relationship with the person who's doing the process, explaining to them, why am I here as a perfect stranger watching them doing something? And part of that always is, is to have an engagement, you know, a a face-to-face engagement where I will say, hey, I've observed this, tell me more, or I've observed this, you know, and I don't understand, or I've observed this and I'm a bit confused. So I always use quite gentle language around that, around, you know, a positive inquiry, uh, because I want to learn what they're doing, but also why they are doing it. And of course, they are the expert, not me. So would you be able to give me an, an example? So, you know, you talked about you've had some great opportunities to yes. get amazing insights. I wondered if you could give us an example to bring that to light. So probably the most comprehensive study I had the pleasure of doing was where I spent four weeks with a, a national house builder, where we spent four weeks on different sites studying how the work on a site was working. And this involved all the elements to the end-to-end process from when people coming on site, how the management team was working on site, of course, all the trades on the site, and then the process by which a house or home gets built. Then after that, of course, the process of how then the product gets delivered to the client, so the snagging, which is a typical process at the end of of a build process. So that was a very joyful experience and also very positive because of the great quality of engagement with the site team and also with the the trades on site. But of course, it never starts like that because you're a perfect stranger coming to look into their world. You know, who are you? Why are you here? You know, people always have, you know, quite classic natural fears. Are you going to be telling me off? Are you going to get rid of us? Are you going to report back to the boss about things that we should not be doing? So you have to set up the terms of engagement, the rules by which you play very clearly. Like I said, I always tell them, learning, observing. If I spot something that I think is contravening the conventional rules of the game, then I will highlight that, but I will go through the appropriate channels to do so. So it never will be to go around anybody's back. I will always inform them, hey, I have spotted this. I am concerned. I will raise this as an escalation so you are aware of what I'm doing, but also why I'm doing it. Mm. So can you give me some insights into what what sort of things came out from that, that you did learn and that they were able to then improve? So in that particular example, one of the key questions was what actually gets in the way of a smooth and even flow of progressing through a, a build cycle. So we were looking at different elements So some of the insights were very simple ones, like what we would term as 5S, so housekeeping. So how was the space organized both in the site office? So how were they planning and managing the flow of information materials? So where were the bricks stored? Where was the mortar? Where were the doors? Where were all the ironmongery, et cetera, et cetera? How were they being looked after? How were they taken care of whilst on site? And then finally, of course, going into a house where you have the trades working under immense pressure against tight deadlines to then go through how do they build something, how do they create something. Some of the things that we observe are very positive. 
extremely positive in terms of the dedication, the quality, the desire of the trades and the site team to deliver the best possible product within the timeframes given to them. So that was never on the question. But when you start observing and you go beyond that, that desire to be good is then say, okay, where do we have now this hidden factory, this rework that every single individual was doing at some point within a build process and to discover why were they having to do the rework. And that's then where you go deeper into the causes and the root causes. And some of that, as you say, you can like only detect that actually by being there. Absolutely. One classic example, there was a boiler being fitted on the first floor and the pipes had to come through the floor and there were multiple holes being drilled. Some of them were very pretty, some of them were very ugly. And the question was, why is that? Well, this boiler is being fitted to a different plan than we are used to. So, okay, but why the different holes? So, interestingly, in that particular example, the site was so big, it was split into two teams, two site teams, two set of trades. One team was on holiday. The other team came from the other side to help out. Slightly different process, slightly different method. Therefore, the holes in slightly different positions. So here we had two different trade teams who had slightly different me methods of getting the pipes to come through the floor. So that was just a really simple example of non-standardization. We also found much bigger issues where drawings were the wrong way round and therefore the holes were actually put in the wrong way for the drainage. So the whole floor had then to be cut open. Drainage had to be moved from one side of the house to the other side. So major rework. But if you think about that, if you are a plumber, you can't do the drilling into the floor. You have to get the ground workers involved. And of course, they are on the other tight deadlines. So what you then see is a cascading of a single problem that then becomes far bigger in terms of delays. So the, the action and consequences was one of the elements that we have started to look at. What is the impact of an error, of a rework, on the entire build program? And they became quite massive. Sounds fascinating as well. Oh, really interesting. Yeah, I bet. So, in summary, some tips and tricks. You've mentioned a few as you've gone along, but if somebody was thinking about embarking on a Gemba walk, mm -hmm. what would be the tips and tricks that you would share? Okay. First of all, start with the basics. Number one, ensure between you and the client you understand what you're trying to accomplish. Number two, think about the data that you want to capture. Is it video evidence? Is it uh, anecdotal evidence? Is it written evidence? Is it other types of evidence that you want to, to generate? Number three, engage with the people you are going to observe or the process you're about to observe. Tell them the what and the why. And if I may stretch to number four, I would say make sure that they always understand it's for learning and improvement, not for punishment and reward. It literally is about seeing how we can make things work better for them and therefore create better quality output for the customer. Great. And I think finally what you're saying is do it more often. Everybody, do it more often. You will learn so much by doing regular Gemba walks. Yes. I've got one more top tip, by the way. Go on. This is something, perhaps it's a, this is a bonus, Suze. Okay. Can we do an experiment? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, dear listeners, close your... Well, unless you're driving, of course. <laughs> so, if you're in a safe space, close your eyes. 
And if you close your eyes, see what you hear. Smell, see what you smell. And then sense, see what you sense around you. Do you hear a vibration? Do you sense a vibration? What do you smell? Does it smell like freshly baked cookies or does it smell like freshly poured cement? Does it smell like burning electronics because you're overworking your laptop? So the top tip I would give to anybody is use all your senses when you do the act of observing. Brilliant. Dennis, thank you very much for joining me on Uncommon Sense. Really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense Tools to Improve Your Work Forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website or, of course, your favourite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs and infographics and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organisation. We'd really love to hear from you.